welcome to the Health Tech Podcast. Here we talk about everything healthcare and technology, and I'm your host, James Somaru. Hey, really, welcome back to another episode of Quick Tips for Health Tech Entrepreneurs on the Health Tech Podcast. Back with me today, I have Grace, and she's the founder of Holly Health. You can go back and listen to the previous episode to this to hear all about Grace's background, how she built Holly Health, why she built Holly Health, who she's building Holly Health with, the science behind it, all of that cool and interesting stuff. Uh, but here today to talk about quick tips for health tech entrepreneurs. So Grace, I believe you have some prepared. I have a couple of tips, um, which yeah, hopefully can be useful for anyone else who's thinking about building a health tech company or is already doing so. Um, and um, yeah, so these are things that um, I try and remind myself of and things that I found really helpful. Um, and hopefully you will as well. So the first one, which I don't think is uh, emphasized enough is to take time for yourself when you need to. Um, so it's not going to be a sprint um, creating something like this. It's going to be a very long journey. Um, and if you don't take the time for yourself, then you can't be the best leader. You can't produce the best work. Um, it's just so much more efficient to pull back and and come back in um, and for me that means daily behaviors so exercise taking some time out to be outside that kind of thing um, that's one another very closely related to this health related to to get eight hours of sleep a night uh, this is I believe sleep is a superpower when when you have enough of it um, and I don't think before the pandemic, I don't think I'd ever tried to sleep eight hours a night. I think I was always like seven or six and a half, seven and a half, maybe. Um, and I think I felt okay. I, I was able to get on and do the next day. But um, because of the slight working changes through the pandemic, I was able to just extend that a bit. And honestly, it makes a humongous difference. It's different for everybody, but if you've never tried to consistently get more than eight hours, I really recommend it. How, how much sleep do you get, James? You know, I was going to comment here. This has been like therapy for me these couple of episodes, honestly. But um, I confess that I am, I absolutely do not believe in this thing of like i get up at five i beat the beat the sun beat the morning birds and catch the early worms go to the gym before anyone's eating breakfast like honestly i go to bed and don't set an alarm deadly serious like i honestly just get as much sleep as i need like genuinely and that normally means i go to bed at half 10 and i wake up at half seven that is normally or go to sleep at half 10 and wake up half seven. So, so like i get a decent amount of sleep like it is it is one thing that i do not and will not uh sacrifice there are yeah. the odd times obviously where you will end up working till midnight and you just happen to have booked a stupid seven o'clock call the next morning or whatever. Like that stuff happens fine, but it's a not, it's a non-negotiable for me because I am useless without it. Like genuinely my mood is horrendous. Yeah. Uh, that causes me far more problems and time constraints down the line because of all the conversations I need to reverse my position on. <laughs> like, yeah. But it, but it's true. Relationship goes down. Like, it, 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 it's, it is a non-negotiable for me, like a hundred, a hundred percent. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Anybody listening who thinks, how how do I be successful when I've got so much to do? I don't have time to sleep. Turn it the other way around. Because if you force yourself to get that time to sleep, then you can do so much more. And your your mood is just so much better um, over the long term. Um, Okay, we've preached enough on that one. (laughs) Um, Okay, different one now. Um, So I would recommend that anyone who's looking to work in the realm of health, particularly in the UK um, and and further afield as well, um, really looks ahead at political documents and public health documents, which are, are pulled together kind of probably in offices that we will never see. And I don't know who's actually writing them, but that is- I've written where... one. Have you? What <laughs> health was it? Edu- health Education England. It was called By Choice or By Chance, I think. And it was about, God, I can't remember the title, I can't remember what it was about. It was about, uh, it was, it was about people picking- general practice or indeed not pick it was about medical students having it implanted into their brains that picking general practice was a lesser specialty for whatever reason and it was all it was all about the kind of internal uh, denigration of just being a GP or you know the orthopedic surgeon feels like they need to just bash GPs on the wards when these medical students are in there so it was a report into all of that um so yeah, I've written one. They do exist. There are people, there are humans that write them, I promise, but they need to be, need to be read and referenced. <laughs> I totally agree with you. It's a lead to support. And it, it does give you some clues as to what's going to be happening in the coming years. And I, yep. I found that a lot of these documents are actually talking way ahead of their time because it takes a very, very long time for things like the NHS to catch up. Um, so, yeah. I would read read those documents, some of them, and think, okay, in five years, maybe this will this will be kind of where we're at, um, and you can plan for that. And they have and another in- benefit as well, those, by the way, um, <laughs> that if you're about to go into a sales meeting or you're about to just go into an exploration, exploratory meeting with someone in the NHS, if you can quote the five-year forward view, the GP forward view, the top review at them, you are going to be speaking their language. If you speak, yeah. if you talk in bed days, you're going to be speaking their language. <laughs> This is the type of thing, my dog's just pulled something off my desk, which is great, but this is the type of thing that honestly can transform the way that you communicate with someone in the space. If you know those policy documents, as Grace says, you know you, you know what's coming over the horizon, but you can reference it and you can say you'll be part of this future. Um, incredibly important. Yeah, for sure. Um, and finally, I would, I would just suggest um, trying to create the most diverse teams possible and this doesn't mean just like a little bit diverse, like think 10 times more diverse than anything you've seen in a previous workplace. And just like purposefully bring in people who are completely different from the rest of the team. Um, And then the ideas that come out of that, you just give it a few months and you'll see how valuable that is. Um, And if we don't create teams that look like the rest of the world then of course the products are not going to work for them so um yeah i think that's super important awesome um grace it's been a pleasure thank you so much for coming on thank you for sharing your tips and everybody should definitely go and listen to grace's other episode uh the one previous to this um thank you we'll catch up very soon i imagine definitely 
Hey everyone, thanks for listening and making it all the way to the end of this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate us and leave a review. And you can head to the description of this episode to follow me on all of my social media so you don't miss out on any of the latest health tech content.